it'll work every time. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the NXS Cast, a show where friends come together to discuss, digest, and dream all things gaming in excess. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Dash, and today we're actually brave enough to call this episode one. We've had our practice runs, we've had our pilot, we've had our E3 specials, our reacts, and now it's business time. Today, we're talking Sony's recent acquisitions, new info from Phil Spencer, Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut, and Dead Space making a return, and more. Joining me, as always, is the Souls-like stud, Jeremy Rain. How are you, buddy? Doing good, Daniel. And today, we have the return of the king. The king is back. He's Our back. Our other fantastic co- uh, co-host. <laughs> Kept back- you waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we missed you, buddy. Back from his spirit quest is a Game Pass <laughs> binging beast. Kevin, K-Fun, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, too much in the gaming world. Too much. I missed you guys so much. I'm so happy to be back. Are you stronger? Are you wiser? Both. Good. I might actually be weaker, but wiser. Yes. (laughs) It was very hot. Yeah. (laughs) You still got that tan, bro. You just got like a permanent red. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to not red. Well, you know what? The Dark Souls uh, character creator, they got a red shade right there that can match that just perfectly. I'm going to look like oh, the beef oh. jerky creator character. <laughs> <laughs> I called you the Game Pass binging beast because you've been playing a lot of Game Pass. Let's get into yes. what we've been playing. Let's start with you, Kevin. What have you been playing? Oh, my gosh. Okay, since there's only a couple that are outside of Game Pass, uh, I've been playing and beat Ratchet and Clank, uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrade, and the Mass Effect Collection. Hot damn. But Game Pass, oh my gosh, Game Pass, I've been binging nonstop. I downloaded 1.5 terabytes of games. Uh, that's actually, in perspective, it's only 30 games. But uh, like I beat seven the series Master, S's. I beat the Master Chief Collection in its entirety. Uh, I beat Halo 5. I beat Gears of War 4. I'm on Gears of War 5 right now. Bro, um, do you work? <laughs> How are you doing this? I just, we're, we're saying, like, <laughs> what, what have you been playing over the last week, not the last year, bro? <laughs> this has literally been a week and a half. Uh, I've been staying up very late um, because my kids don't go to bed until, like, 8 o'clock. And uh, my wife's like, you want to hang out? And I'm like, I do. Game time. Uh, and so <laughs> I started playing Yakuza Like a Dragon as well. <laughs> so I'm dabbling in Visage, which is so pt vibes it hurts oh yeah oh yeah Are you playing that late at night oh yeah dude like it'll be like one in the morning i'm the only one awake and i'm like headset oh yeah oh my god bro what are you it's doing? terrifying i uh, i legitimately um at this point now i play it in bed and so like you know my wife's sleeping next to me my baby sometimes will come into our bed uh and so they'll be asleep and i'll be sitting there with my back against the wall and i'll like jump and wake them up i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> um Dang, man, you've been playing enough for like all of us. Is there like you just named off a bunch of things and you're just like sort of flying by a lot of them. Um, yeah. Is there is there anything that's like stood out to you? Because you just you're a new subscriber to Game Pass, which is why you're going yeah. through it all. Is there anything yeah. that's like really stood out to you so far? I was really surprised with Gears. Um, I, I didn't think Gears would have such a such a deep story. And uh, the story yeah. like five. Yeah, you you, spo- you spoiled spoil. it already in our personal conversation. <laughs> Don't do don't do that here. What? <laughs> but it does have a very unexpectedly deep conversation. I'm sorry, conversation story. Yeah, so that's it. And you know what? In my old age, I found Halo pretty boring. 
Um, I know that's sacrilegious to some people, but Halo Five was probably one of the most boring games that I played all year. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd go back. <laughs> I actually did reinstall it. Uh, I think this week. Uh, I don't think I'd go back and play the campaign. Maybe, maybe a, a, yeah. a couple of missions. But uh, if I if I play that, I'm playing multiplayer. Um, I yeah. I think I just I don't feel like right now at this point I could go back and binge the Master Chief Collection like you just did right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know you how know well Combat Evolve has has actually evolved. It's evolved. And, 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 yeah, it's great. Actually, that's what's <laughs> funny. The Master Chief Collection is amazing. Halo Five was where I started being like, "Geez, oh, I have to like really chug through this." Because you play as two different characters. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I just was not enjoying. You're, my time. you're in down. You're in down with Spartan Lock, were you? Yeah, you don't feel you don't feel like a tank anymore. Even Master Chief feels a little weaker. I'm like, like I, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm busting through all these games so easily because I'm playing on easy, so I can get through the story. Because uh, <laughs> I want to be able to be like, I've now played this game. Uh, fake so fake gamer over here now. Yeah, for you, man. Good for you. I was getting taken out like every 10 seconds. I was like, this sucks. I'm not in a tank at all. <laughs> Master Chief was going down. People had to like pat him on the butt and pick him up. You, hey, you down for some multiplayer? Absolutely. All right. Kilimanjaro. I, I haven't gone through ODST, but that is something that I want to play. And I think I, I think that oh, one, so a lot of a lot of people love that game. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's got a very um because obviously it's a wartime game, so it's got a very um, oh, sort of over here. It's very um, sad. This is a very sad feeling all around. Like you're playing, you're very alone. Uh, it's raining. It's dark. You're constantly outnumbered. Like it's just a really what's that word? Melancholic yeah. vibe throughout the whole game. It's that, beautiful. Is is that somewhat the same vibe too with uh, Reach? Because I know that you know, like yes. post Bungie Reach, and uh, I, I, actually, I think pretty much Reach is the only one that's really well received um, story wise. Yeah. Wait, um, Reach, Reach was Bungie's was last game. Was that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was so still Bungie. So, so they, three four three took are, over with um, four. I believe they did the Master Chief Collection first, and then four was like the the, the new yeah. entry. So four and five. Four and five is yeah. three, four, three. Yeah. Okay. So maybe <laughs> I mean, Halo reaches Halo reaches uh, is beloved. That's like yeah. As yeah, far as I can't I, I cannot re recall you know all the things I, I've played. Probably uh, I think I've played the two, three, five reach and ODSD campaigns. Can't remember a thing about any of them because they were all so long ago. But uh, Halo Reach, I, I was was my favorite. I remember like where when that ending really like sort of landed, and uh, it was yeah. a. I was gonna say it was a memorable story, even though I can't remember it. But yeah, it is. <laughs> I, it, it is. It is a bit of a somber ending. You know, it's not the yeah. fireworks. Everyone, you know, standing on top of the warthogs. You know, blasting their assault rifles or anything like that. Yeah. Jeremy, what you been playing, man? Uh, an hour of like everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know that, you know, after E3, a bunch of like demos came out. So I think a lot of the demos that I've tried were mainly from like the indie um, game developers. So I tried a bit of Sable. Fantastic mm -hmm. game. I really, it's oh. like, it's really chill. Like, I yeah. really like that. Wow. It's just. It's not. It's not out yet. Well, you mean the demo or the game? Yeah, is the demo still out? I think that was a limited time. 
Well, man, I, just played, I just played. I just played Trigger Witch last night, I believe, or yeah. the night before. So they that was part of the same deal, I believe. So hmm. Trigger Witch was still available. Um, I have Sable still installed, but I didn't check to see if it's still available. Which right now it's coming out soonish, right? Or is it that is. like a fall game? Uh, I think it, they gave them a release date. Let me see. Yeah, September twenty third. Nice. I mean, yeah. yeah. Regardless, the 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 game is. I don't know. I just really dig it. It's you know very chill um, exploration, some light puzzles, but again, that's kind of like the beginning of the game. The art style is beautiful. Wow. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, yeah, I the way think... like the the frames just sort of like yeah, choppy. it's like it's intentionally choppy. Yeah, like very mm-hmm. like a uh, filmic. Like you don't. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if they're trying to animate that at like 24 frames per second or something yeah. more than that, but it's kind of, uh, it kind of reminds me of like the uh, Spider-Man into the verse, like the way yes. that they kind of animated yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like that world. So I can't wait for that game um, to come out. <laughs> yeah. But the other one that I tried too um, was tu- Tunic, I think. Oh Yeah. Uh, that's that way too? tougher than I expected. A cute that's what game. I was saying. <laughs> I was like, I did not like expect this souls. to be, yeah, like a top down, like Zelda like game, but with like a Demon Souls like difficulty <laughs> and stamina yeah. system. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it, it's so, it's like super cute too, which is so funny. Uh, but yeah, that one is a, was a, I, I had good, like, like positive impressions of that game too. Did you pass the, dungeon i think that was like the end of the demo did you complete the dungeon that honestly that dungeon like i died in that dungeon <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that's where my gameplay ended uh yeah and the sad thing, thing is i think it only the demo only lasted over like a weekend so i didn't really get a chance to like play more after that first death um but again luckily you know it's coming out on game pass so can't wait to try that out but the the game that has kind of like stuck with me um going back to it i'm like uh, like maybe two expansions behind um, is uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14 online. Nice. So man. Going through the Stormblood um, expansion and uh, hopefully getting into Shadowbringers. And then they have a new one coming out in the fall. Um, is that, is that what got you back on the train? Um, so I've been hearing from a lot of people uh, that the storyline in in Shadowbringers is like one of the best like Final Fantasy stories that has been like told recently. And I've been trying to get to that point from the first expansion, which was a uh, heaven sword, I think is yeah. what it's named. Um, and so now I'm going through the second expansion. Uh, I think I'm almost done with it so I can get into Shadowbringers, which everyone like loves from like a storyline like perspective. Now, does that take a lot of grinding? Because I uh, I don't know where this was. Maybe like a year ago, the last expansion. I think the Shadowbringer expansion was about a year ago or so. Or I think so. It's been out for a while. When that when that came out, I got a little hyped because I was mm-hmm. I was seeing the the reviews and feedback that the story was really good. I'm like, get get whoever's writing the story yeah. on the mainline games. Exactly. Um, yes. Which real quick, real quick, real quick, is the are some of those developers working on 16 now? I so, believe, uh, I'm not sure. So we'd have to check this, but I think the Heavensward team is okay. working um, on the 16th. But Heavensward is one of the, like, before Shadowbringers came out, that was one of the kind of, like, highly acclaimed 
um, expansion. I've just always admired it from a distance. The yeah. whole subscription service, the whole, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. so, like I'm just I just don't like I barely have uh, I barely make enough time to play games that it is, and I just don't want to be locked to a game where I feel like I have to pour in. Yeah, you know, thirty hours a week regularly to. to yeah. do. So, can you enjoy the story? I, I know there uh, are like packs you can buy that let you like level up past a certain point. Yeah. Can you enjoy the story with some grinding, but not like an excessive amount of grinding? So I don't even think uh, it's gotten to the point where you don't really need to grind, at least from my ex experience, right? So they've got some of these kind of like quality quality of life features to where um, if you log out of a, if you log out uh, before, you, you know, kind of when you end your session for the night yeah. in a, what they call like a sanctuary, which is basically a town or a city, um, you start accumulating like almost like rest experience um, until you log the rest again. experience. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you actually like, so when you start it up again, you kind of get doubled, uh, doubled the amount of experience that you gain. Um, and then, you know, wow. now that they have like these expansions coming out, you also have like, I don't know if anyone really wants to do it, but like the story skips, but then they also have like these, um, in-game accessories that also kind of boost up the experience gain that you get um, from like running the dungeons, killing enemies and things like that. But I feel like, you know, they've made it really easy to kind of catch up. And, and if you want to be a solo player, you can totally be a solo player um, for the most part. Awesome. Um, there is that 10% where you will have to like join a party um, just for like a story mission where, it kind of requires you to be like going to battle with a group of other adventurers. Yeah. Um, but it's really, you know, you're it, just doing it all solo right now though. Right. I'm just doing for the most part solo um, outside of those like dungeons that I said that you kind of have to party up with other people, but you know, the way that they have the whole systems kind of locked in, it's, it's really easy to kind of find a party, especially if you're like a tank or healer class, because mm. <laughs> those, those are, are always in demand. Those yeah. Are, okay. I don't play Wait, enough MMOs I... to know like what class I'd want to be. Like I thought I wanted to be a tank, but uh, when yeah. I was a tank in uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I kept dying. So I was like the worst. <laughs> I was the worst tank in the world. So I'm like, all right, I'm not. I'm not fit for this. Let me like sit in the back and heal or something. Where's the uh, worst tank, or yeah. where, was your healer not healing you? Oh, good, good point. <laughs> probably it. That's probably it. Kevin, what were you hey, saying? Did you guys play the Strangers Strangers in Paradise demo? Yes, yep. Stranger uh, in both Paradise. Of us did. Jeremy yeah. was more successful than I was. Uh, I didn't beat it. That yeah, I didn't beat it. I was busy. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. I was like, you know what? I got what I wanted out of it. Uh, this is really yeah. Hard. I'm I'm sold. I loved it. Chaos I absolutely love the gameplay. Yeah. Oh man, Jeremy don't, conquered don't chaos. Ruined the demo for me. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. Um, I'm just kidding. No, I that, yeah, the, the serial spoiler. Worried about spoilers. Yeah, I think we were talking about that the gameplay systems of that game is it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. Um, uh, the only thing mm -hmm. that they touch up on, I feel like, is the art direction. But I mean, we'll see. What it's, you don't like is, you know, in my opinion, his shirt looks very much like a worship leader's shirt. They always have the oversized <laughs> shirts. Um, oh yeah, he's like and, one of those uh, hip, like hipster youth pastors. Yeah. I mean, until you get into like like the other gear where it's kind of like a weird yeah, buckle. Then he looks and... pretty cool. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I liked it. 
so you, guys, like you guys have been gaming a lot more than I have. I've, uh, I've, I've had a busy, busy month. I would say I've had a couple of projects that I'm uh, completing on the, the work side. So like my time goes to just recovery after work by the time. I'm done <laughs> um, but I did manage to get like a really good session in and finally beat ratchet and clank. Um, that was a really nice. good game. Um, uh, yeah, really great uh, PS5 game. Absolutely recommended to anyone with a PS5. And I think most PS5 owners um, that are gaming on the reg uh, probably do own it already. Uh, and then you got laggers like Jeremy who own it. Who just I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but a fun platinum? game. I got the platinum. I got the platinum. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh man, that freaking uh, return policy trophy. Very fitting name. <laughs> I, want, I was questioning... <laughs> I was wondering what the return policy of the game was with that because uh, I upgraded my weapon to a really high level, so I was killing enemies in the wrong way. That the game that they, they don't yes, want me to kill me too. Them. And yes. uh, it was very difficult, man. That last trophy, I felt like the platinum <laughs> like cleanup was just like an hour or two. That last yeah. trophy alone was several hours. Um, it was painful, yeah. man. <laughs> um, so I did that. I got uh, I got uh, a new PC, which uh, won't get into too much right here because I'm still trying to figure it out and, and find time for. It. I'm actually not even using Welcome it right now. To PC gaming, <laughs> Master Race, I am here. Um, yeah, and I bought a bunch of games, so now great, I have a bigger backlog now. So I got like Cyberpunk <laughs> on it. I got uh, Jeremy. Yes. Thank you. You hooked me up with Metro Exodus, which I am looking forward to playing. That uh, I downloaded and installed the enhanced edition uh -huh. i got all like the, a lot of the valve games some of them i've played some of them i've never played the half-life games Ooh. so uh that steam yes. sale came at like the freaking perfect time <laughs> didn't it um so from that i've only played um an hour of cyberpunk 2077 which i enjoy i've enjoyed so far you know i know a lot of people rag on it a lot of people i never had sky high expectations for that game it. so so i'm enjoying it i i didn't think this game was going to you know, create world peace or anything like that. Um, I'm enjoying the, the hour or so sort of uh, intro missions and so on. Um, and it looks fantastic guys. I got a beef. I got a beefy yeah. boy PC. It looks mm -hmm. great. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, from, what it, I, from what I hear, right. Dude, that cyberpunk is kind of like on, on PC. That's where the experience is at right now yes. um, in yes. terms of like stability and, and yeah, the graphics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've actually played it for, I think a, a couple of hours, but I think the first, you know, anytime you get a new game that's just uh, freaking a marvel to look at, I just spent mm -hmm. so much time yeah. just, lo just looking, looking around, at dude. NPCs, like yeah. going into ba bathroom stalls and just like, like you know, <laughs> being weird. Yeah. Uh, so I do the exact same that. thing though. <laughs> I love checking out the environments. I do exactly the same thing. Anytime you get a new game, like right, we did that with Ratchet. Uh, I did that with Returnal. I think Fancy. I spent the first couple of hours just like exploring <laughs> the environment in Returnal, um, Demon Souls. Uh, yes. and, and so on. Um, and then, yeah, Jeremy, in, in terms of the demos, I checked out a, a couple of weeks ago now when, when I checked them out was Tunic and Sable. This week I checked out Trigger Witch, which is that sort of 16-bit um, top-down, looks like a Zelda game. You see that and you're like, oh, that looks like a Zelda clone. And you star a, uh, you're a uh, witch graduate. And, uh, but it's a world where magic has, uh, sort of died and faded away or is, is, and <laughs> instead you're armed with freaking, uh, assault rifles and, uh, <laughs> pistol, like pistols and like Uzis, like dual wielding Uzis. Um, so it's like a twin stick shooter top down. 
but in the, very much in the style of like a Zelda game and uh, just play the demo of that. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know so if that's fun. coming to game pass, but if it is, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, curious to check out more of it. Um, cool. 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 That's what you wouldn't been playing. Y'all, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's, before we get into that, the collector's got to collect. Oh, God. As you all know, <laughs> in episode zero, we made some bets around E3. We're not going to, we don't have time to go through all of them, but I won. <laughs> I'm the winner. Uh, so we, as, as if you didn't watch the episode zero, um, basically we put points, we assigned points to predictions. And if the pred uh, predictions were correct, you get earn the points. If they were not correct, you lose the points. So I won with a total score of negative six points. <laughs> in and that's because I actually got one right. And Kevin, you were in second place with negative 16 points. And Jeremy, you just bet it all, man. You were going five points apiece for each one. You I thought Dino Crisis points. was going to happen. Soul Reaver is coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're all plausible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's time to face your punishment, which is me picking a game for you guys. And as we discussed, we said, uh, it would be a game, something in either in your backlog or something that is in game pass since we all have game pass. Well, how about we look at the library real quick <laughs> and, okay, uh, pick a game out for you. Bug fables. Wow. I feel like that's something that you guys <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> bug fables. We need someone on the NXS team to cover bug fables because I'm not going to do it. I got it. Um, I'll download it right now. There's a lot of good games here. All right. Let's fables. see. What is that? <laughs> I might. I don't even know what it is. I hope it's not like a two hour game because it wouldn't be worth it. Kevin, find oh, no. out how long that game is. I'm looking uh, into it. Bug I almost want to torture you guys. Like, I know, Jeremy, you don't like horror games. I almost want to pick, like, the Blair Witch, Witch. Game, which is not only a horror <laughs> game, but it's a bad horror game. So, you're going to bloober that. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hey, get bloober you know dog. Oh, carry on. Carry on. Bug I think fables little... look pretty cute. I'm not going to hurt myself. <laughs> Kevin, I don't trust you. You'll just get your, you'll just get your kids to play it for you. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I want to see the completion. I want to see the completion achievement uh, for, for these games. Um, so guys, you, you have 60 days to pick the game of my choice. And here, I'm not going to, I'm going to take it easy on you guys. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Have either of you guys played a way out? Uh, -uh. no, what's that? Perfect. Oh my both word. Of you what guys, is that? Both of you guys have talked about so many multiplayer games, but here you are, we're supposed to be a crew and here you guys are rolling in these multiplayer games solo. It's time we learn to work as a team, y'all. A Way Out is a co-op only game. And it's uh, by uh, Hazelight Studios, Joseph Perez, the fuck the Oscars guy. Uh, and so, uh, it takes two. Yeah, it takes two, it takes two uh, brothers. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and this is their second game. Which is supposed to be really good, actually. So I'm not even. This isn't even a punishment. It's a. Uh, it's like about a ten hour game, I believe. Or sorry, okay. no, not a ten. No, it's actually only a six hour game. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's a six or seven hour game, co op only. But uh, I think this is a good opportunity for you guys to get a Joseph Perez game in your in your arsenal, yeah. and then play together as well. So knock two birds with one stone. Jeremy, I look forward to it. I'm downloading it right now as we speak. <laughs> Has that game been on you guys' radar, by the way? Never. Yeah. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> really? Not going to play that. 
<laughs> you, guys, you guys are gonna love this shit, and you guys are gonna thank me and be be grateful. I actually, I bought that. I bought that game on PlayStation. I'm still looking for a partner to play that with oh. because I absolutely loved It Takes Two, one of the best games this yeah. year. And I played the first game, uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, which is also really good. But that was mm. just a solo game where uh, you control both characters with with one controller. Mm. How you guys feeling it? Yeah, we just I'm excited. I was looking at the screenshots. It, it it looks good. I yeah. still, I'll I'll figure it out when I'm starting playing with Jeremy. Yeah, we'll uh we'll beat it uh Friday night. <laughs> I mean, you could beat it in like two sessions, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, so y'all. Uh, it's time for story number one. PlayStation has been doing a lot of acquisitions, been doing a lot of buying this week, and uh, two of them have been formally announced, one of them leaked. So uh, on Tuesday, PlayStation announced that they have acquired the Returnal developer Housemark, a longtime collaborator with them. And then today, uh, Thursday, they have uh, announced a technical developer, uh, someone who is just an absolute pro when it comes to PC uh, porting ports, a uh, developer Nexus. Um, which I've, I was familiar with the logo and and uh, wasn't as familiar with what they were what they were all about. So let's start with the um, let's start with the Housemark acquisition. I'm going to read from the PlayStation blog where Herman Holst writes, "Quote: Today I'm thrilled to welcome a new member to the PlayStation Studios family. I have been a fan of Housemark since the studio's early days when they introduced Super Stardust HD to PlayStation fans. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves the studio is one with incredible vision." capable of creating memorable new games that resonate within our community. This addition enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Housemark. End quote. What do you guys think? That's mm. pr pretty exciting stuff for PlayStation. Um, I'll start with you, Kevin. What, what, are your, what are your early thoughts? If they made Returnal as an independent studio without any of that Sony money, I can't even imagine what they're going to be capable of with them backing them. So, I mean, obviously they, they, they got a lot of the Sony money, but I think what you mean is okay. without the full support of Sony, right? Yes. Yes. That is what I meant. That, that sweet, sweet in-house studio support. I'm uh, I'm really excited. I mean, Returnal. Well, let me, know, I'm embarrassed to say it. I never beat it. But man, <laughs> that game was good. You gave, uh -oh, it, a, you gave it a solid try. Well, what? I should have assigned. I know we, we should, should have, have assigned, assigned it to him. him. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought the way out thing was going to be cute, though. That's so, mm -hmm. Kevin, here's a quote from uh, I'm going to butcher this uh, gentleman's name here, Ilari Kutanen, the head of uh, House Mark. Uh, mm -hmm. He said, he quotes, "quote Certainly, Returnal is the kind of stepping stone for us. When mm -hmm. we're talking about the future titles, they'll maybe be even bigger and even more ambitious." End quote. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what you're talking about is that this was that this was a bold sort of chapter for them to, to yep. take this risk, move away from arcade and move into this third person action, uh, which still has a lot of their the DNA within feel, it, yeah. arcade yeah. style ro roguelike game. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm excited about is. I love your guys' games and I yeah. love the Returnal. Returnal. I don't think any, I don't think Returnal is going to, uh, be topped for me in terms of game of the year. It's just, I loved it that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeremy it was very, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. No, Kevin, go for well, it. I was the, the story was very, um, 
dare I say, Kojima-esque, where like it yeah. didn't make a ton of sense and it really left a lot of it up to wonder and, and your own imagination, which is what was drawing me into the story even more. Um, so yeah, dude, I, I really look forward to, uh, to whatever they have going on in the future because they're clearly amazing, um, storytellers in their own right. Uh, they're not telling a super straightforward story, which is what I appreciate. I mean, it's like dark souls, like dark souls doesn't hand you all the information about the world you live in. You have to go find it, you know? And so anyway, so really, yeah, it really, it really stuck with me. I mean, it was, it got me good. I just, I couldn't stop wondering. I was so gripped. I wanted to know exactly what was happening and you never get that answer. I'm not going to lie. I cheated and I looked. I got kids, man. I just couldn't, I couldn't devote enough time to get good. You just <laughs> beat Microsoft's entire first party catalog over <laughs> yeah. the last 20 years. None of them are uh, eternal. <laughs> <laughs> to his point there were, uh, you know, they didn't have uh mid saves. So, you know, dead. Dude, my kids kept turning off my game. Oh my gosh, I legitimately was like gonna cry. I was at the end of like a six hour run, and uh, and I came back and my game was off, and he was playing like bug snacks, and I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah. I gotta walk out." I don't know how you do it, bro. Like, I don't leave. I didn't leave runs. Yeah. You know, I might go yeah. into you know eat some nachos or something like that, like a quick break. Yeah. But my eyes are on the screen. You know, I'm like watching yeah. what's happening. I didn't leave any runs because they were all too precious to me. Um, yes. Jeremy, what do you think of the, like, what do you think of the acquisition? Is something you expected? Um, and like, what do you think this means for like PlayStation or Housemark? Well, so from a Housemark perspective, like it, it's a good pickup because now they don't really have to worry about, like, as Kevin was mentioning was uh, finances, right? Now they have the kind of backing, financial backing of Sony uh, to kind of work on the projects that they that they want to work because I think you know a few a few years back I forget which game they actually like um, they developed and and released and they were they they weren't sure Next about, Machina? yeah and that might have been it where they, they were kind of they were feeling a little down that you know no one was really like playing these twin you know stick like shooter games and um, and you know having that kind of cast doubt in, in in like kind of like the future of their company and the direction of their company yeah. and that's why they kind of like you know they have like returnal and there is kind of their uh first foray into kind of like this big um aa a like experience uh so <laughs> i i think it's uh it's one of those cases where i'm like glad that they were you know acquired just because so that they can continue to make games because if Returnal didn't do good, I I just don't know what would have like so, happened to them. So um, Jeremy, rem remember this point because we're gonna we're gonna come back to it when we talk about Phil Spencer's interview. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when it when it comes to acquisitions, absolutely. So Jeremy, what you're referring to was when Next Machina uh, released in 2017. I think months later, um, let's see. Yeah, Ilari Kutanen, the their CEO. I'm I'm sorry, I'm butchering the butchering the guy's name, but he has a very <laughs> difficult name to pronounce. Uh, he wrote this blog post in all caps: "Arcade is dead." Yeah, and essentially that they need to oh, they so need to sad. make take some bold moves. And you could tell, like with these smaller studios that don't have these games fully, don't have a full uh, backing of a major platform holder or publisher for all their games. They're, they could be uh, in business for 20 years and they could see their business wiped away. And how many, how many yep. studios have shuttered 
um, from it. How many successful studios that have delivered nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 types of games, right? Where yeah. they're, they're no longer here. Um, it only takes, it really only takes one or two bad games or poor performing yeah. games, I should say for that to happen. Uh, just because it is such a risky proposition. Um, yeah. They actually were in 2017, actually a little desperate, I, I think, because they were experimenting with this game that I've actually went, went and checked out some of its gameplay. They were experimenting with uh, a battle royale game called Storm Divers. Oh. <laughs> and it looked absolutely, I went, I mean, obviously it's, it's sort of like prototype footage, but it just looked very soulless. It really felt yeah. like they were moving away from their, their sort of know how and their bread and butter and, going towards like how do we how do we stay afloat as a studio how do we develop a game that's successful so absolutely for housemark uh, this was a huge opportunity and before even sony acquired them uh they uh, herman holst and uh the head of housemark did a bunch of interviews uh to go along with with this news um i don't have the quote here but uh, before yeah before returnal uh before sony and uh housemark signed for returnal uh, the, the quote that Ilari said was these fools at Sony, they wanted to give us money. And we're like, yeah. okay, that was literally his quote. These fools at Sony, they want, <laughs> they wanted to throw money at us. And we're like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's my dream. Um, so security for, for a, a, a studio like that, that has <laughs> historically made incredible games. Um, I've played, I've played at least a handful of their games that have enjoyed every single one of them. Returnal has been the only one that I was actually like committed to beating because <laughs> All their other games beat my ass and <laughs> historically real great games that just don't sell as well. Yes. So this gave, well, gives them that blanket of security. That's what I was going to say. The, the sad perception is just because someone isn't playing or people aren't playing a game, the perception is that it's a bad game, but that's not true. They make great games. It's yeah. just sad that people didn't play them. Yep, you yeah. know, like I remember, and this is going to sound kind of harsh, but I remember when the PS4 came out and literally like the only game out was Super Stardust HD. And so I was like, Rezo I guess I'll play this. Oh, it was Resogun. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, because Mac, I played Super Mac St and Killzone Shadowfall were freaking disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so sad. Although, you know so what? Sad. I got to say, Killzone Shadowfall was pretty good. I liked it. I didn't, I, I didn't care for it myself personally. I'm with Kevin on this one. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite, you guys, I, but it was good. Kevin, yeah. Actually, Kevin, you watched me play some of it. Uh, I recently. did. I did. Yes. You, you, not, you know it. why I don't like my it. Great I was all, 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 yeah, my great internet. <laughs> um, so uh, in, a, in a separate interview with Famitsu, uh, Kutinen said he'd like to grow and strengthen uh, their 80% team. And in a separate interview, Herman Hull said, you know, we don't have any ambitions to make them this 500 person mega studio or anything like that, yep. but they do want to grow their team so that they can fulfill some of their ambitions where, um, <clears throat> you know, Returnal didn't, you know, uh, Returnal did, didn't have, it, it had a lot of polish, but it didn't have uh, the same level of cinematography or production value, I should say. You could mm -hmm. absolutely tell it had a, much smaller budget than, you know, a Horizon Forbidden West or yeah. a Ghost of Tsushima or you know even the Naughty yeah. Dog and Santa Monica games. Um, so it looks like they're trying to bolster that. There's there's a lot of talent there. Um, they're trying to bolster that. We've talked a lot about what Housemark is uh, gaining from this. Um, Jeremy, I'll start with you. What does this mean? And and 
and we could group in some of the other acquisitions as well. Let's let's talk about let's talk about these acquisitions that uh, Sony has done. Uh, Blue Point Games hasn't been officially confirmed, but the PlayStation Japan account accidentally tweeted the Blue Point Games "Welcome to the Family" graphic with the house mark tweet, and immediately took it down. But it was there for everyone to see, um, so that's inevitable. Right, we know that's that's happening, and we also they also uh, announced an acquisition today for this more technical developer to assist them. Um, Jeremy, what do you what do you think? PlayStation PlayStation is doing. Are, are they doing anything differently than what, how they've operated in the past, or do you feel like there is more pressure on them with as aggressive Microsoft has been? So I, I think as much as they would like. As much as they say that, you know, they're not, it's not an arms race and <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not kind of reacting to um, what Microsoft is doing. But, uh, you know, I, I will say at the same time, like these acquisitions are, are, they've worked with these studios before um, and they have some level of intimate, like, kind of relationship with them to the point to, you can kind of believe what. Herman was saying is that they're specifically like these aren't random acquisitions. These are specifically kind of like targeted. So when we look at like Bluepoint, their technological like expertise and um, their ability to kind of remake, remaster games uh, to a similar extent to Nixus, uh, a good like support studio with like technological like know how. Um, and then Housemark, who makes fantastic games that have good gameplay systems. Um, but I don't know when you start seeing your competition, just <laughs> getting like studios left and right yeah. and, yeah. and you're stuck at like, what did they have like 11 or 12 studios while your competitor has maybe like doubled that. And they're, yeah. and, and you have like the backing of the, like the parent company, the, the CEO of Microsoft saying, oh yeah, we're not stopping. We're going to do more. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you you know, have to do something, right? You, you have, have to, yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to do something. Otherwise, you know, there comes a point where, um, yeah, you know, the the, the competition is just going to have like game after game after game, and there you're you're kind of seeing that already, right? They plan a a yeah. like medium slot, uh, medium to large size like release, like like on a like on a per month basis. That's a lot yep. of games, and yeah, and, yeah. yeah, you it's you kind of need to bolster your ranks to to kind of keep up, yep. but. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, inevitably, uh, maybe it's a little bit of both for, for Sony, a bit of a response and then, yeah, you know, organic strategic growth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kevin, what do you think? <clears throat> I mean, I'd echo everything that Jeremy just said. Uh, one of the biggest things with Sony is they're always so like calm and collected and, and it seems like everything they do is calculated. Um, there's been quite a few situations where, everybody wants Sony or PlayStation in general to respond a certain way and they wait and do it in their own time. Um, so yeah, I, I believe that they're doing, maybe this helped kind of push them along a little bit, but, or maybe Microsoft's acquisitions have helped sort of push them along a little bit, but I believe they've probably had this in the works for a while. I mean, they've been working with blue point now for a little bit. Um, who knows if they've worked with Nixus in the past year, but doing these PC ports they've done recently, uh, obviously there's a need for, maybe someone they can really trust and pour into. Um, and that would just be, I mean, you guys are going to benefit from that. P 
PC master race. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I actually, I've thought about dip, double dipping and getting horizon complete edition on, on steam. It's on oh sale right gosh. now for like 30 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like ultra wide hor horizon. I, I might do it. Kevin, um, uh, apparently too, uh, Nixus, uh, helped with, uh, kill zone Shadowfall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and in the past they've helped with soul reaver. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's right. A lot of people have drawn the conclusion because they are they do have such an expertise in doing PC ports and doing exceptional PC ports have drawn the conclusion. Well, all this means is that Sony is going to accelerate their PC expansion efforts. And that could mm -hmm. be true, but I, I see this as yeah, this is a very, you know, talented from from all accounts that I, I'm seeing. This is a very talented technical team that is just like some of other Sony's other st uh, support studios like X dev uh, external dev and uh, shoot, which one's uh, I think they got another one in uh, Japan as well. Um, but these are, these are really crucial. These are really crucial st support studios. I think uh, the external development te development team in Europe really helped Returnal with some of the, a dual sense uh, integration and some of the sound mm. and, and and so on. Well, I think uh, Housemark has always just been exceptional in sound design as well, and yeah. yeah. So just like they did with Shadowfall, this could be a studio that comes in and helps out with development of others. Uh, the, what's been said about them is that they. Uh, let me actually. Let me read a quote from uh, the press release that uh, Herman Holst actually says, Nixus will be a strong asset for everyone across PlayStation Studios, helping our teams focus on their most important goal, which is to create unique PlayStation content at the best possible quality. So that could mean give you more time to focus on your games. And if there are you know PC ports that need to be done, whether that stuff has been outsourced or not in the past, you have a very talented team that can do that and keep your focus on the next project or the expansion or or so on um as well as coming in stepping in as herman holst has said mm -hmm. helping get a project over the finish line it, like, like they did with killzone give us that bloodborne pc slash oh ps5 port 60 frames per second Let's do this oh my goodness I you know it. you know damn well they oh, will not release that on pc at the same time as ps5 though yeah, that's true. they'll no, keep that to really. themselves <laughs> <laughs> They're they're very protective about certain some of their IPs. Like God of War, I'm not sure when God of War or Bloodborne will make it to PC. Yeah. yeah. Um let me ask you a question, Jeremy, about Blue Point. Mm -hmm. If PlayStation acquires them, right? There's a lot of hypotheticals, but it's, it seems very likely. Do you see them graduating past the point of being the masters of the remake and wanting to do something on their own? Or do you see them or do you see PlayStation playing it safe like they did maybe with the San Diego supports. San Diego is another support studio where they uh, were like, hey, let's let's let the guys that do know how to produce a game very efficiently and very, uh, yeah, in the correct way, handle The Last of Us and you guys continue being a, a support studio. Do you see Sony treating Bluepoint uh, differently and letting them bring their own original IP? I don't know if they'll do that right away just because their kind of bread and butter is remastering and kind of remaking the games. Now, it, if they decide at one point that they want to make 
kind of branch out and do their own game. I just don't, I don't see Sony saying no. <laughs> it's like, I don't see yeah, him. No. I don't see him saying, no, we need you to work on the uh, ape escape remastered. <laughs> I, and you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to read too much into the story of like, of that, you know, Jason Schreier article, right? I think we're though. well, well past yeah. that, right? Like yeah. Ben, Ben studio is working on their own original IP now. Um, and, and, and so on. And we've, we've, we've heard developers, we've heard, uh, first party developers as well as partners rave about the creative freedom that that Sony does give them. Uh, though games are more expensive to develop than they were in, you know, the PS three days, right? Uh, it's, it really started in the last generation or so. So uh, I think there is a lot of sort of market analysis and, you know, financials that are sort of looked at, mm -hmm. uh, with every project i'm jumping ahead a little bit there is a rumor and i hate to be so rumory of blue point working on the metal gear solid remake yep so that could be the project that could be that could be the project that that, that they have <laughs> yeah what and can i can i actually back it up just a minute back it with up nixus specifically i was just thinking about um the first studio that comes to mind is ready at dawn uh where obviously the order didn't do that great uh, on PS4, but like they started with PSP games, for instance, and then they were, Sony was like, "Hey, you know, let's give you guys a shot." And then they made the order, which I think was ahead of its time. I thought it was a great game, uh, but people did not receive it very well. Um, like I went back and played it later, and I thought it was one of the best games I've ever played. Um, that being said, Nixes might have the same thing. You know, they they might be trusting them with ports here and there. I mean, look at Blue Point. Blue Point doesn't necessarily have like a, you know its own ip necessarily uh but uh it could i i thought i read something that blue point <laughs> wanted to create its own original game by the way guys do you know where ready at dawn is now uh facebook no i believe facebook yeah, yeah. they they did a bunch of vr games and they're working mm -hmm. on the oculus that is oculus hilarious game. i had no idea that's a missed opportunity too yeah. so in other words it didn't end great <laughs> yeah, it didn't. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I actually really liked. I thought the Order 1886 had a lot of potential, and I think just like a lot yeah. of games, like Uncharted One to Uncharted Two, Infamous One to Infamous Two, Assassin's Creed mm. One to Assassin's Creed Two, I think the sequel, Order 1887 or whatever, would have been a huge leap for the developer because yes. this was their first opportunity to do something big. Um, I thought, you know, we've, we've, we've sort of said it in, in our own like sort of personal conversations that if Ben studio has the opportunity to do a days gone too, we think that mm. it's going to be absolutely superior to the first one yeah. because there's a lot of learning that they did along the way, but hopefully they take those learnings and apply that to this new IP yeah. that they're working on. Yeah. I think Can know, I just re that ready at dawn is just, it's a missed opportunity. They, they had like, they kind of support the PSP like system, like yeah. handheld like with the um what was it daxter yep Dax. daxter they did god of war yeah yeah they they did yep but they did both god of war psp games yeah they right? did both god of war psp games yeah yeah and those were kind good of, games yeah. yeah just like 10 second I, rabbit hole i i'd uh <laughs> go go for it okay okay so elevator pitch the order 1886 gets into like immortals and and um you know freaking werewolves and stuff so the the reason for those of you who have not played that game the reason that's called the order 1886 is they go and they span throughout all 
time, essentially. Like these guys are immortal. So there was just limitless opportunities for for the order to to be like in any time, anywhere, because this order has existed for so long fighting werewolves and vampires and stuff like it would have been so cool it had so much potential and they just chucked it they just shelved it i was like this sucks i think what it is is i don't think it performed as well as they probably wanted to it wasn't received yes. very well and similar yeah. to what they did with days gone i think they're you know they're financial folks looked at it you know and uh yeah thought, hey you know what there's just not enough there's just not enough juice in this lemon right now. There, there's just too much yeah. risk, and we don't know if there is an app, a big enough appetite for this. I know you're gonna get your yeah. your fans that want these games that we know have so much opportunity, and like a setting like Soul that, Raver. you just don't get like Soul Raver, <laughs> not owned by PlayStation, <laughs> but <laughs> so, it's so you, bad. You're gonna get. I mean, look how crazy we went for Resident Evil Villages setting and, you know, Bloodborne setting. So, yeah. like, uh, yeah. the Orders is absolutely welcome and something you just don't see enough. In in, in our, yeah. our last show, uh, we talked about how, the, you know, one thing that I actually did enjoy about Redfall's reveal was that it's a vampire game. You don't, it's, thank God it's not another zombie game. So, <laughs> werewolf games, sort of gothic-themed games, uh, you know, uh, sort of old English sort of Victorian style games. Yeah. We don't have enough of those. And the order 1886 had just absolutely amazing detail in all of yeah. in, in its environmental design in its item design and, and, and so on. Yep. It's it just so much potential. So we much. talked earlier of uh, any closing thoughts on the house mark Nixus potential blue point acquisitions. Just can't wait to see where it goes. I'm excited. Supposedly, Housemark is working on more Returnal content, which they said in in a previous interview. In other words, give give me a freaking DLC, and uh, then move on to your next project. I I'm not done with Returnal yet. Yeah. Uh, also, give us uh, that that mid run saves. <laughs> <laughs> I will literally go like if, in any capacity. I will play the hell out of that game. <laughs> If they just give me a way to save and quit so that my kids don't ruin my run every time. Your six hour run. <laughs> don't do six I, hour runs. Like you can beat yeah. the whole game in six hours if you're on a run that long. I'll pay uh, for it. I will help develop it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, talking about acquisitions, story number two, Phil Spencer, Mr. Acquisition himself, was a guest on IGN Unlocked episode 500. Uh, where they talked about uh, a number of things, a number of interesting things reflected back on the 20 years of Xbox and the anniversary they're celebrating this year. But uh, there are a number of insights that Phil shared in the interview. Uh, he, he he has heard the criticisms that acquisitions aren't good for the industry and it's like, you know, monopoly and so on. I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth or so on. He's heard that. But <laughs> Jeremy, this is the part that I said, let's come back to it. Phil argues that starting a small studio is a risky proposition. And mm -hmm. I'm going to quote him here, quote, but those that make it through a kind of risk-filled journey for them to get to the point to, to create real value, I'm always going to congratulate when teams get to the point when, where they realize the value, value through acquisition or just massive independent success. So he sees that as a celebration of a studio that's made it. And a studio, I'd like to say, similar to Housemark that they've acquired uh, in in the last few years is 
Ninja Theory. Yes. And if you go back and you look at their sort of behind the scenes developer diaries for the, the first Hellblade, you'll see that they were building that like on a shoestring budget, a team of, yep. you know, however many people. Um, and it was a really, really interesting watch in, in how they were not necessarily cutting corners, but being very efficient in producing triple A like production on yep. a double A budget. Um yep. So what do you guys think? Is, is, is Phil right? Are acquisitions good for the industry? Kevin? I mean, it definitely, it definitely depends, right? Like if, if it seems like Microsoft and Sony are doing them in the right way where they're acquiring them and they're saying, Hey, we're not, we're not going to tell you how to make games. We love what you're doing and we want you to keep doing it. And we want to help fund you in that. Like that. Absolutely. That sounds like such a cool idea. You know, obviously in the past there's, I can't think of an example, but there's, had to EA? have been moments where people have been acquired. Yes, they've been like, you're going to do it away and it's going to work out how we want it to or it's not going to work out at all. Um, but uh, it's funny you bring up, you know, Hellblade Ninja Theory. I was thinking of uh, Heavenly Sword. Like that was one of the first Ninja Theory games. That was Ninja Theory, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a PS3 like was, launch window game. Yeah, that was one of the craziest games I ever played. Um, and then playing Hellblade too, and some of the other games they're just such a great studio and they're going to do so well with, again, they're probably going to keep their studio fairly small, but maybe they're going to get a few people to kind of help pick up the slack and, and help make things a little more efficient. Um, and therefore we'll probably get more content from them because of this acquisition, uh, which I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you we, know, we saw, we saw more of Hellblade too, and I don't want to just get, I, I, I brought them up as an good. example and I don't want to get hung up on just Ninja theory, but like, yeah, we we saw what we saw some of the assets and things that they're working on in Hellblade too, and they're going traveling to like Iceland and all sorts <laughs> yeah. of things. They're they they've got a lot more to work with, a lot more stability, and they could focus on not just surviving this this yep. game and this development cycle, but actually creating really great games. And I think yes, I, I have the highest hopes for Hellblade too. But yeah. other studios like Double Fine as well, right? Like. Sure, there's the massive people, massive ones like Bethesda, and you know, you wonder where their financials were uh, with with some of their more recent games, like Fallout seventy six, being you know a little bit of of a disappointment, and so on, and Elder Scrolls Online, and and so on. Yeah. But yeah, you got you got the massive behemoth publisher acquisitions, um, and then but then you got the smaller studios, and for studios like Double Fine. And Tim Schaefer has said it himself. It's yep. like, we don't have to worry about survival anymore. We can, we have the funds now to be creative, run our, run our studio the way we want to run them and make great games. Um, so I think, yep. I think it's been absolutely beneficial to a lot of studios. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you know, to, to add another studio to that conversation, um, Obsidian, uh, you know, well known mm. for their fallout new Vegas. And uh, I think they also did, um, what was it KOTOR 2 or was that always Bioware? Oh, did they? I, I felt I like, you know, <laughs> but I, I, you know, that, that's I a studio city enlisted for that. That's a studio. That's like, kind of like that has a pedigree in like, sorry, Western you're Art. right. Obsidian was a developer on that. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, see, you know, it, it's like it, it, they kind of like share that same DNA of like Bioware and, and, um, like the regular Bethesda like studio. Bethesda so software, for, yeah. yeah, for them, um, <laughs> I mean, look at, look at since being acquired by Microsoft, they have like all these projects in the pipeline. They have that grounded 
avowed and then working on the um I always get it confused with like the outer wilds, but what was outer it? worlds too. Yeah, so I always get those I two confused. And they came at it like in the same year too. Yeah, yeah, because it was very was confusing. Period, yeah, and then there was a period of time where where Obsidian was releasing like these smaller Kickstarter games just to kind of stay afloat because they yeah. no one would want to like back them on those projects with Pillars of Eternity um, and Tyranny. So, uh, I mean, to a certain extent. Uh, extent um it making a studio from the ground up is a lot of work it's definitely a lot of risk that's why you see like these veterans who are forming their own studios looking for partnerships um they're doing it with like sony with uh deviation games um firewall and haven uh so in a point in a way you know as long as it gives us great games um i don't see it being an issue yeah, I think we get lost in a lot of hypotheticals. Like, all right, what happens if they, you know, acquire Sega and uh, Ubisoft next yeah. or something like that, right? It's like, well, that hasn't happened. You know, I don't think yeah. they're going to, yeah. you know, just right away, right after, you know, Bethesda do that. And that'd be extremely aggressive and, and something we just haven't <laughs> yeah. seen before. Um, and there's a whole other uh, giant on the East that's doing some of this as well in, in Tencent, right? Tencent's doing this. Microsoft's uh, not alone or, in this, right? And yeah. Embracer, Embracer, Embracer yeah. Group, <laughs> right? So it's it's <laughs> the finger gets pointed to Microsoft because I think they made the single biggest move. But uh, there have been some multi-billion deals happening. I can't remember, recall which one, but there's just one recently where I felt like it was uh, at least two or three billion, uh, and uh, they're oh not alone God. in it. Now we're talking about I don't know what uh, Embracer's net worth is and, and so on, but Microsoft and Tencent definitely are huge heavyweights, and PlayStation can't match up to that. So they've been yeah. doing yeah. things in their own way. Speaking of acquisitions and adding to their portfolio. Uh, Phil Spencer says, uh, in terms of what he wants to add to the portfolio, quote, when I look at the portfolio, I still think there's an opportunity for us with more family-friendly content, end quote. <laughs> that doesn't excite me, but I'm being selfish. I don't have I don't have a family. Watch out, Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, coming just, out, you know, it's really funny you should bring that up because my kid was like, oh, can I play on the Xbox? And I was like, actually, no, there's like, I'm not buying any games for Xbox. I'm only playing what's on Game Pass. And I was yeah. like, there's pretty much no, I would want you to play on the Xbox, but without buying it. So, know. you know, was, that obviously that we, is going to change. There was Tunic uh, and Sable. Bug like, Fables. I mean, bug, yeah, bug, bug Fables <laughs> looks cute now that I've seen it. I've downloaded it. Play- okay. Please don't. Um, <laughs> So a lot of the recent conversations and what they want to do has been diversifying their portfolio. Uh, Jeremy, uh, any, any additional thoughts on that? Um, I mean, they do have a point. Like when you look at their lineup, it's always been like, you always had a halo. You always have a Forza. You always have a gears. Um, And then, you know, they have their other, like now they got the Western like RPG um, they have some. They have the entire Western RPG like arsenal. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you look at their lineup, they're all kind of like these mature like experiences. Uh, so I could see from them wanting to have a more family friendly kind of focused developer, that would be great. Because I mean, if you look at Nintendo, right? They have all those teams working on the like Mario and all their legacy like IPs, and then Sony. You have other teams too that aren't really exactly working on. Uh, mature experiences like uh, 
media molecule uh, molecule um mm -hmm. but yeah i could i could see them uh, let me ask you a question that. jeremy yeah family friendly if they were to acquire a developer I, and I'm putting you on the spot because I can't think of an answer right now. I'm they got an incredible they... IP in Banjo Kazooie. That's and what I was saying. And fans have been fans have been begging for a sequel uh, for that. <laughs> is, is there an independent developer out there that could not just absolutely knock out a Banjo Kazooie? I mean, don't they own Rare? <laughs> like <laughs> they, they, they Rare they, is they, figuring they... their own stuff out. I mean, Everwild is uh, going through you know multiple development cycles for uh, their game Everwild. They got rare, right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that could do it, but I mean, uh, they also have Double Fine now. That could also that that Psychonauts two looks pretty interesting. If you're looking at independent mm -hmm. developers, uh, I could see Sumo, Sumo doing oh, it. Oh, Sumo would be. I mean, they they Sumo help with Little Big Planet. Yeah. How long until Sumo is acquired, guys? They're oh. getting acquired. I think within a year. I, I think. Oh yeah. I, feel like they're <laughs> yeah I mean, they're working on Sackboy. I mean, yeah, they 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 have to be getting acquired. They're not I my favorite. I'm to be honest. Media <laughs> yeah. Molecule did it right, and I feel like Little Big Planet just got weird under their their uh, direction. It was always a couple weird, more, th couple more things that he uh, mentioned here. I'll just run through them really quick and just open it up for discussion. Is that the key metric that they're actually uh, looking at isn't whether or not a player is buying games or consoles, but if they're engaging with the Xbox platform. That's what they're interested in. Um, just moving on really quick. He did say that right now uh, they there's no plans for uh, Xbox Series X Pro anytime soon. Uh, that they don't see that happening for 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 years. And then uh, quote on that. Let's see. Uh, he says, "Quote: There are the <clears throat> these are the consoles that we have in markets for years, and we built them with that in mind. Future proofing." End quote. Um, <laughs> He didn't say future proofing in the quote. I added that. Then he touched on Halo because he was asked about Halo. And yeah. uh, he's, Phil Spencer said, Halo Infinite will not make or break the franchise. I quote him here, quote, Halo will be here 10 years from now. Is Infinite, Infinite, Infinite the linchpin on whether it survives that long? Absolutely not, end quote. Um, and uh, then he, he continued on by saying, I never want to put a team in a position where they feel that this one's got to land or who knows. So I think he's being a really great leader here and saying like, yeah. Hey, I understand all eyes are on you. Three, four, three. I know everyone's always holding you up to the bungee standards. However, this lands halo is a strong enough IP to land uh, to outlast any one particular uh, release. And as you know, yeah. they've sort of termed, Halo Infinite is like not a game, but a, a platform right? and a service. And yeah. they expect it to be active for several years to come. Um, lastly, on Halo, he, he mentioned uh, that he was asked about the release date. And quote, we're working on the exact date. That's the next thing for us to say is a day. Uh, end quote. And I think he went on to say that they were fairly confident in the holiday, uh, the holiday window. Um, I just threw a lot at you guys thoughts kevin <laughs> kevin what do you think what do you think about the either of those points whether it's the uh, key metric for xbox what they're looking at or any of the the stuff that he said about halo yeah i mean again halo 
I, I just played what, like six games, like or five games, whatever. Um, no, gosh, it was because uh, there's five main titles and then there's two seven games. Is that is that true? Am I crazy? Anyway, whatever the point is, I played the entirety of the Master Chief Collection, and the only one that even remotely had me like oh, was uh, Halo Five, and 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 it was still a good <laughs> game. Like, don't get me wrong. So. So I have no doubt whatever Halo Infinite is going to be, it's going to be an amazing game. And even if it's yawn-worthy, uh, I, I don't think that, like you said, I don't think it's going to make break the franchise and nobody's going to come away from it like, well, I'm never going to play Halo ever again because that's just not going to happen. Um, so I, I'm very excited for that. I mean, I'd love to know the release date here and there. Uh, here and there. I mean, uh, eventually here. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and I mean, he just sounds like such a good dude about it. Like, you know, like you said, like he's just being a really great leader. He doesn't want to put that pressure on somebody that that they're carrying the whole studio. So that's that's really cool, uh, or the whole franchise rather. And you, I Jeremy. Think, yeah, I mean, I, I think they made the right moves, right, with the Halo Infinite. So multiplayer is free yeah. to play. Uh, that kind of just removes a lot of the kind of like barrier there um so having that free to play i i could i mean people still play counter-strike and and that game is like ages old so i could foresee someone playing halo 10 years from now especially you know if they're going yeah and 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 you know they're going with this as like halo being its own kind of like platform um so i could definitely see it and then as far as their key metric um I mean, we're already seeing that, right? You're getting nearly Game Pass either via xCloud or something on like nearly every device that's out there. So for them, like I can see that point where they don't really care if you're buying their games or (laughs) if you're buying their consoles because it's literally on your smart TV. It's on your phone. It's on your tablet. Uh, Open the browser. uh, (laughs) Pop that open. Yeah. (laughs) Like, did you guys try it this week? I know there were the open beta was uh, available on more devices this week. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. I heard there were some really bad latency issues. Um, Did either of you try XCloud? I I personally haven't. And that's just because it's like, I I just kind of like to use the, like not deal with like the input lag, but I mean, supposedly, you know, they kind of restricted some of that so that it's like what 1080p 60 FPS. So to kind of reduce that strain. But at the same time, I kind of just, you, you know, you you have like, a, I guess this would be more for instances where you're not near a TV. Uh, I could see that yes. like benefit. But for the most part, since, you know, I've been primarily like stationary, um, I've got to use my TV. <laughs> um, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but xCloud, is that where you can connect to your um, console through your phone? No, uh, which I believe you you do have remote play on Xbox as well. So yeah, um, I've been using this remote is the, play. I don't think I do. Play. This is the cloud Xbox. streaming service like Stadia, for okay. instance. That that oh, Xbox okay. has. Gotcha. Part of your Game Pass no, Ultimate sub- uh, subscription, by the way, Kevin. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Can I do it on an iOS device? Yeah. Uh, through that. a browser. Through I a think, browser. Okay. Is it just through a browser? I thought they had it on iOS too, but. I did I'm not see the that. app. I, I looked for the app on the store. I could be wrong, uh, but I thought we'll it was through right a browser. Now. We'll get to the bottom of this. Kevin, Kevin's about to just... Kevin, like, you, you look for that while, while I just make one last <laughs> point on the key metric. Well, thanks, I mean, guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
a, 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 a hater or a doubter might say, hey, of course, Microsoft, you're changing your key metric to not being consoles or, or games sold because you're in, you know, you're in dead last for that, right? Of course, like we, we saw last generation, they stopped reporting on actual console numbers. So, uh, but I really think there's, there is a lot of truth to that. If you are in the business of subscription service and uh, getting more subscribers, Jeremy, like you said, it's, it's not whether you own our console or not. It's, are you engaging with our content? Are you subscribing to yeah. us? And once you are, there are plenty of those free to play games where you have the battle passes and the cosmetics and the expansions and all that. And I think the more oppor opportunities that they have to sort of unleash new services to, to the wild, the more uh, they're going to benefit from this. I don't know what their numbers were, were uh, last year, but from services uh, alone, Sony made $3.5 billion uh, in, in revenue from services alone last year. And you all know Sony has been a lot less aggressive. Their staple has always been in these big AAA uh, highly, you know, high quality produced games. It's console sales and uh, and game sales and software sales that that work for Sony. But uh, and from from services alone, like PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, advertising, which by the way has been a little bit of a hot topic uh, this week about advertising on PlayStation. From those, from that revenue alone, they've made three point five billion. Uh, obviously, they have a. Uh, a larger user base than Xbox, but Xbox, you compare the number of subscribers on PlayStation now to, to game pass. And uh, I think Microsoft has them beat by like, a, a, I don't know, more than a thousand percent or so. Yeah. I mean, it's subscribers. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move on to story. Number three. Okay, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, you do have to go on a browser on your phone and only Safari. Yeah. Apparently you can't do it on Chrome. There huh? you go. In your face, Kevin. D <laughs> doubt me again, Kevin. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was, it was Jeremy. Uh, all right. <laughs> Story number three. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut has been announced and is coming August 20th. Andrew Goldfarb, community uh, lead over at Sucker Punch, writes on the PS blog, quote, we're happy to announce that on August 20th, we'll be releasing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut on both PS5 and PS4 consoles. Yes. This new edition comes packed not only with the original game and every piece of additional content we sold to date, but a brand new adventure for Jin alongside a bunch of new features that we're excited to reveal. End quote. Y'all, y'all excited for this one? Mm-hmm. I couldn't put this game down until I got the platinum. So Such a fun platinum. I cannot wait for this. Although I am hoping, I mean, it seems obvious with the recent releases of certain games, but I'm hoping we can transfer our data because I would love to just jump right back in with my fully leveled up character and go do the DLC. You can, I don't have the, the details here, uh, but it's noted on how you can transfer okay. your, your progress okay. over. Let me, let me read a few more details from, from, from this release is it's going to include a brand new expansion, Iki Island, which features a brand new story, new enemies, new techniques, armor, mini games, and even new animals to pet, right? It's going to be so great. I can't <laughs> wait. I pet all the foxes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have more animals to pet. Uh, maybe some <laughs> raccoons or something. I don't know. Um, I can't wait. 
Oh man, maybe yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, at the PS5 up upgrades that's getting there, uh, it's going to be 4K targeting 60 frames per second. It's going to make use of adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. And finally, a much requested feature: Japanese lip sync, only on the PS5 version, by the way, just because of the I believe they <laughs> called it like dynamic rendering with the SSD or so that they could sort of switch in and out of that really quick. But Japanese lip sync so cool. uh, only on the PS5 feature. Uh, in terms of the upgrade sort of route and process, uh, so it's a little com complex, but let me try to read this out here. <laughs> the PS4 director's cut upgrade is $19.99 for PS4 users of the current version. You have Ghost of Tsushima now, 20 bucks more to get the director's cut on PS4. The PS4 director's cut to PS5 director's cut is $10. So you buy the director's cut on PS4 now, you get a PS5 later, and you want to get benefit from those PS5 features, $10 more. And then the PS4 original to the PS5 director's cut is $29.99. Um, sold separately, it's $70 for the PS5 version, $60 for the PS4 version. Mm. Jeremy, mm. what are your thoughts? Uh, they, could, they couldn't give us a free update? Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean, really excited about it. Uh, if you look at the PS5 like features, the haptic feedback, the adaptive triggers, just with their combat system, just like how is that actually That's going so to feel nice. <laughs> in my scarlet red, cosmic red controller? <laughs> oh, I know. Jealous. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the big one too, the Japanese lip sync. Um, if you're going to go through a, the, the Kurosawa like mode, um, yeah. that's pretty big. Um, cause that, I mean, it always felt weird that that was kind of like yeah. being dubbed like that. Um, but yeah, really excited about the, you know, the, the new Island, the expansion to that. But I think what I'm most excited about is they mentioned that they were going to continue updating, um, the multiplayer aspect of it. Yeah, there's Which, a new mode. Yeah, so I mean that mm. caught my attention for like what two months or something back in the day, and yeah. um, it was yeah. it was fun to play. Like man, I, I wish that would... more than I played that just yeah. for like the first two days, and it's so uh, good. <laughs> yeah, you're you're better than I'll I'll speak for myself. You're a lot better than me at it because I was so rusty. Yeah, well, you know, you were kind of juggling. Like I feel like you were juggling. Um, there was another game like Death Stranding, I think, right? It was like totally different, like types of yeah. <laughs> like muscle memory. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I am really excited for this uh, director's cut, um, especially, you know, to get back into that co-op. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Kevin, what are you saying your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not the biggest online multiplayer player. Um, I'm not. I'm just not. I like to play solo a lot of the times I played legends. Like I think a handful of times it was great. I had no idea what I was doing because it came out like in game time a year after the game was beaten and I uninstalled it from my hard drive. So it came out, I was thoroughly out of practice and then I went into uh, the multiplayer. Like I don't remember the controls, but anyway, so needless to say, I'm really excited about the single player expansion um i cannot wait to see what uh what all this new content is going to be uh i'm excited for the 4k 60 frames i'm excited for the adaptive triggers like it everything about this game was already so good 
you know, from loading times to graphics, it was such a mind-blowingly good game, in my opinion, uh, that I can I can't even imagine it being better. So I'm really excited to to get into it again and and see what that feels like. Yeah, so the Iki Island was rumored as a like a standalone expansion, sort of like a um the Last of Us one. Uh yeah. Or the Uncharted. Sorry, not the Last of Us one. The Uncharted Lost Legacy, and why can't I remember the other uh, other one? Miles, oh, Miles Morales. Thank you. <laughs> Only oh, the biggest you. one. Um, and uh, it turns out that it's not that it is more of you know as a, a story expansion. Um, as uh, if if you, according to you know the the article or the the blog, if you're familiar with the history, uh, the Mongols invaded that island as well. So. Uh, Jen is going to go and sort of explore that and whip that ass, whip that ass on that <laughs> on, on, across two islands. Um, I'm, excited, <laughs> I'm excited for more of that, y'all. Ghost of Tsushima was so de- like a top three game for me last year and uh, absolutely loved it. I thought Legends was incredible. Yep. I think it's going to take something like this sort of re release for me to actually get really into and excited about Legends. Yes. And, and hopefully the three of us could all like group up. I think it was up to four players right you can have yeah. on legends you know maybe do a raid or something uh, i want to experience a lot of those things but um <laughs> i think it's going to help it's going to help bring more players to that because people like me who are out of practice are going to play this expansion i don't know if i'm going to replay the entire game but um i i am i am kind of glad that i held off on playing it again on ps5 when they had that uh yes. 60 that fps update yeah, yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be excited to to play that now at 4K, targeting 60 frames per second. And uh, man, I, I'm I'm excited for this. Um, I think this is probably going to, who knows how the, how far they expand the Legends, but I think this is going to be it for this game. And it looks like based off of the hiring that they've been doing, uh, they're likely going to con- continue the series uh, based off of the job descriptions that they're looking for. Yeah, you'll have my bow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our very own Legolas. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Speaking of games coming back, here's one that has been, been around in a very long time. There is a rumor that there is a Dead Space remake in the works at EA Motive. Jeff Grubb, industry insider, industry heavyweight, industry leaker, mm. writes on VentureBeat. Electronic Arts has Star Star Wars Battlefronts 2. Starbucks. <laughs> Starfield. Co-developer Motive working on a new Dead Space game. Eurogamer and Gematsu first reported the existence of the game, and GameSpeak can confirm, can confirm parts of which the outlet has heard. While a new Dead Space is coming, Motive is rebooting the franchise with a full-fledged remake. He continues... For its Dead Space game, Motive is taking notes from Capcom's recent Resident Evil remakes. Like Resident Evil 2 Remake, expect the next Dead Space to use the original game as a strong foundation. Uh, but it should also have you know modern visuals, and I'm not going to read the rest of it, and so on. So <laughs> EA has taken notice of the success, the massive success Capcom has had with Resident Evil 2 uh, Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and a resurgence in the Resident Evil series just as a whole. Resident Evil Village has been 
their best-selling Resident Evil. I don't know if it's ever or in a very long time. Jeez. I don't know if anyone knows that for sure. So there's absolutely a resurgence there. Um, and they're taking note of that. And they haven't, as you guys know, EA hasn't shied away from some of the single-player games uh, yeah. in seeing the success that they had with uh, Jedi Fallen Order in 2019. Right? So... This is exciting news, y'all, and I think the remake is absolutely the way to go because there are going to be people like me that have played. I've played the first two. I didn't. I, I don't think I finished the third one, or I'm not. I'm not sure how far I got into the third one. But there are going to be people people like me that have played it. But it's been what ten years? Like ten years. Yeah, it's been a it really long time. Two thousand eight. Yeah, it's been a really long time. So I I don't think you just go like, cool guys, here's a uh, Dead Space four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to give them a re reintroduction to it as well as introduce a whole new fan base to Dead Space. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with uh, you, Jeremy. Well, are you stoked for this? Yes and no. Whoa. <laughs> now, Jeremy. I, I mean, hot damn. If I couldn't take that game like when I was younger, <laughs> I mean, look, that. God, that game was so atmospheric. Like, all right, let me just tell you. All right, when I, when I played the original, like on on Xbox, booting that game up and then getting into the space station, and I was just like, like, <laughs> oh my god, look at the graphics. It's so good. Look at the yeah. lighting. Look at the shadowing. Look at the sparks. And then seeing a fucking like like. <laughs> You know, like thing, like like right behind me. It's a I, necromorph, I, Jeremy. Yeah. All right. I saw Please a necromorph, respect. like the shadows behind me, and then at that point, it just became pure anxiety, and I just started <laughs> running <laughs> anywhere. And they came out of the vents. They <laughs> there was no like safe. They always come up behind you. They always come up behind you. So to the point where you would like just shoot all the uh, vents that were like nearby. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember shooting any vents. They came uh, out. Well, of vents. You could open them up, and then mm -hmm. they couldn't creep out on you. Uh, I maybe I didn't catch that. Vent, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think they would like bust out, and you'd be like. Bleh! Yeah, it's and, probably been so long, but go ahead, Jeremy. No, I was gonna say, you know, I I only started <laughs> uh, to take it a little bit easier, like on my on my heart when uh when you got that little that that um you got that weapon that slowed things down. I don't think it was yes. actually a weapon, but yeah, you like had stasis. something that slowed things ability, down. The stasis, yeah, the stasis ability, and that just made yeah. it a little bit more manageable. But you know what? With today's technology, I just can't imagine how good that game's going to look and oh, i just man. don't know if my heart i mean i'm gonna yes. play it i just yes. don't know if my heart can take it <laughs> you can come over when you play it together i'm gonna watch i'm gonna do the same thing i'm just gonna be like oh my god look at all the graphics wow wow <laughs> the shadows <laughs> so visceral games is is no more right and and yes. a lot of those veteran okay. developers from there have moved on to um forget the name of their studio, but they're building the sort of de dead space like game, spiritual successor, yeah. the Callisto pr protocol. I can't remember the name right yes, now. Yes. That's uh, what I was. So yes, that, it, it it, that's really exciting that that's happening sort of in parallel with this. I'm excited for both. I wonder if that's not dead space. 
I, I wonder if maybe they just kind of announced it to get feelers out and see if people were excited about it. I don't think so. I think that's two total very, very different. I mean, that you're yeah. you're you've been reading way too much into the Kojima abandoned uh, conspiracies, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It's definitely Kojima. Kojima has ruined us. Silent Hill. Um, I, they're, they're two separate teams, right? It's EA Motive and yeah. uh, God, I don't, I can't, I gotta remember the name of the studio. Is it Vigil? It's not Vigil. No, uh, it was a it's a new game. Callisto Protocol. Developer. <laughs> Striking Distance that Studios. That trailer looks so good. Yeah. So, Kevin, are you? Do you have any, I guess, hesitation, any reservations? Are you excited for what you, that that it's not visceral games, it's not a lot of the original developers, it is a new developer? Are you what do you think of that? At face value, I am so excited. Um, I think I've already told you guys, but I got a PS3 kind of late in the game, and so one of the I had pretty much three main games that I got because it was 2008 when I got it. Uh, I got Metal Gear Solid uh for little big planet and dead space when it came out but i couldn't get it until like halloween so i was literally staying inside playing dead space by myself uh and i remember i had my my pulse elite that i don't even remember it was like their original where they vibrated or whatever they had really crazy bass uh the ps3 headset though the pulse elite headphones uh and i just remember feeling like so cool and uh (laughs) anyway i I remember very opposite feeling of jeremy I was scared out of my mind, but, um, but like, okay, that game to this day, I only have like one trophy left until I platinum and it's just upgrading all the weapons to, to fully upgraded, but I don't have a PS3 anymore and it's not on PS now. So I'm like, never going to get that trophy, but, uh, yes. Anyway, needless to say, I'm very excited about dead space. I did play all three, obviously two was sort of, or sorry, three was kind of a departure from, their original feeling it wasn't as confined there were more open spaces you were working with like a partner it was kind of a strange feeling or was that too i can't I, remember no that that was three and i felt like they were kind of chasing that that kind of like that experience that resident evil kind of went through yeah like you know where it yeah, first it starts out yeah the series starts out as like you know survival horror and then starts slowly branching out into like this this more action oriented yes. like game. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And I keep, I keep, I honestly, I booted up on PS now. I booted up Dead Space 3 about five or six times and I get past the loading menu and I'm like, I just can't do it right now. <laughs> so all, all three games are now on uh, Game Pass, right? Where you can actually download they them. They are. Right? I downloaded them on Game Pass. Nice. And uh, you said they're on PS now as well, but you have to stream. They them. are, but not the first one. The first one is not on PS. Okay, I think I think Game Pass is probably just a place to to play them right now. I don't know if they get any mm-hmm. any sort of boost at all. Um, sort of to add more fuel to this uh, the speculation of this rumor, the official Dead Space YouTube channel has updated its profile picture, first time in yes. nearly a decade, and then the EA Play Live is happening July twenty second, where they have teased something along the lines of expect uh, things that you expect, as well as some things that you didn't know you needed or you wanted or you, you know, some things you didn't expect or so on. So, um, I am all, I am all for, you know, a a series like that coming back, uh, especially if you could give it the Renaissance that resident evil has experienced the rebirth. Yes. And I believe it will have that because it is such a good franchise. Yeah. Speaking of rebirths, 
No, there's no there's no correlation here. <laughs> no segue. Or- no segue. <laughs> Silent Hill rumors. Hideo Kojima <laughs> may have a rebirth with Xbox. Mr. Jeff Grubb reports uh, that uh, Kojima and Xbox have reached a key milestone uh, that they've signed a letter of intent that state the two parties intend to work out the details on a publishing agreement for a new Xbox game. Um, He goes on to say that the point of the partnership is to unlock the creativity of Kojima Productions using Microsoft's technology as opposed to greenlighting a specific pitch. So that all seems very vague to me. It um, sounds very much like what they did with Death Stranding. They were like, you do whatever you want. You just put it on PlayStation. <laughs> is that is that is that how you guys interpret it? Oh, you know Kojima. He's, I, he wants full creative control. Well, no, he's going to get that. He's going to get that with yeah. PlayStation. He's going to get that with uh, Xbox. Whoever he signs with, he's going to get that. No one's going to tell yeah. Kojima how to, to create a Kojima. game. But I, I read that a little bit differently. Let me reread that. The point of the partnership is to unlock the creativity of Kojima Productions using Microsoft's technology. Uh, he And I didn't include it here, but he did, does state in the article that uh, mm. that they've recently made hires, including former Portal 2 developer. Yep. What's her name? Uh, Kim Swift to oversee partnerships for cloud-based games. Uh, we have t- we have talked about Kojima has talked about his interest in that something that Xbox is obviously investing in, and he said a lot of like sort of cryptic stuff in that Jeff Keighley interview, right? About like different forms of entertainment and so on. So yeah. like, yeah. what is this? Is Xbox just writing a blank check for Kojima to just do a bunch of experimental <laughs> shit on Xbox's platform versus him saying, "Hey, I have this specific game that I'm going to like." <laughs> build on your platform jeremy what do you think i mean i get like mixed signals because the the first part of this article talks about like nearing a deal with like xbox and then goes on to talk about um a deal with microsoft specifically for technology so we know that um i I think there were rumors out there that kojima was pitching a a game to Google and, and like under their, their Stadia um, mm-hmm. platform just because, yeah, he wanted to do like something with the cloud. Um, yeah. And, and that last statement where it just says to you, like, it's very unlikely that he's go- they're going to prohibit him from, from going to other, like, like working with other companies. Yeah. Working with other companies. Um, I mean, well, at the very least, we'll we'll know that it'll at least come out on PC, uh, which is kind of what they did on Death Stranding, <laughs> right? Death yeah. Stranding, it came out yeah, on shortly PlayStation. After. It's like console exclusive to PlayStation, but then also had a PC release. So I could see them going that route. And it's just like, well, I, I think Kojima himself has been kind of alluding to this. Uh, I, I just can't imagine what um, what he's kind of thinking of in, in terms of what he's going to do with the cloud-like technology. But I mean, he's been kind of doing this and I don't know if it's like the right term for it, but these like asynchronous like experiences that aren't like directly like multiplayer, but like indirect forms of multiplayer. You kind of see that with mm. Death Stranding, with Death Stranding, the yeah. structures, the, the strands, right? And then uh, in Metal Gear 5 with the mother base 
and that you know being able to kind of like invade that so i don't know i i mean he phil spencer did have the ludens on his shelf so mm. <laughs> it's gotta mean, mean something huh yeah it's gotta mean something but then that also means uh, maybe he's not doing silent hill so <laughs> well he doesn't have a very big team. I don't know the exact number, right? But he doesn't have hundreds and hundreds of, of developers working for him at Kojima Productions. Um, yeah. there, there are rumors that this is a smaller scale project and he's working on a horror game as well, which is not what this is. And that that's a different project. Um, not we see, deal. we see, I see is he's very, he's actually, he's definitely in active development mode right now. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't catch that, Jeremy. What'd you say? No, it's just like not Silent Hill. When not Silent Hill. He's working on a horror or wanted to work on a horror game. He might, yeah, he might <laughs> say, you know what? I don't care, Konami. I don't care if you gave me the the IP and told me I could work on this independently. Yeah. I don't trust you. He he might be that he might be that scorned on it, but he's very he's he's been a lot more active on Twitter and he's been typing. I don't want to say, uh, I guess, cryptic tweets where he's talking about all the creative ways he's tried to implement weird shit into into <laughs> his games so like his last tweet during metal gear solid integral was that a release metal gear solid integral was that uh what, like a playstation sort of uh spinoff was that, was that not the um the vr missions oh that's yeah. not yeah that that could be what he's called i always refer to it as, as vr missions but he says during metal gear solid integral as the pocket station was released i put some kind of fox die in it i don't but i don't think anyone noticed it uh, he talks about the things that he did with Mantis. He talked uh, things that he did with Sorrow. He had he even going all the way back to Snatcher, uh, where I'm trying to see the Snatcher. That's funny. I, so I he, had he, he, he's 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 hinting at all these sort of things that he's done. He's he talked about some of the new forms of entertainment he wants to do with Jeff Keighley. So I feel like he. I feel this guy is a genius in his own right, and he no. he does some things. Most things land, some things don't. But uh, I got I got to give the guy credit for being very unique, very creative, um, and innovative in a lot of ways with with what he does. Things like the Metal Gear Solid One stuff and switching out your memory card yep. and unplugging yep. your controllers and so on and uh, setting your controller down and like I'm gonna make your controller vibrate now and, yeah. and all, all sorts of things, right? So good. He, didn't he do one with the like a with the Nintendo handheld too? Uh, where it was kind of like a I think the premise was like a vampire or something like that. So that if it if he had like sunlight or something like that, that the the experiences were different. Like both. That's or probably like that. insane. Here, here's another tweet yeah. from him. I want to plant gimmicks and surprises in the game, even when <laughs> replacing the disc. This is his actual account. This is not a parody. I want to plant gimmicks that, and surprises in the game, even when replacing the disc. This is a story. It wasn't implemented, he puts in parentheses. I told you some time ago, going to a murder scene in Snatcher, floppy disks get hot from the heat inside the PC. Uh, so I printed a dying message on the surface of the disc using paint oh. that changes color with heat mixed with iron. When you smell blood and pull out the disc, you see the message. Oh so my gosh! I, I I gotta look into this stuff. I, I I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust trust his official Twitter account. But That's all that amazing. to say that this could be you know this could be him leveraging uh, Xbox's technology to to find some way to connect people, um, something via the cloud, uh, or do something very experimental. Um, and again, we've talked about him. 
potentially working on a Silent Hill game. We don't know. But do you know who might be working on a Silent Hill game? Bloober Team. Story number six. Konami and Bloober Team announce a partnership. Chris Scullion of VGC writes, Konami and Bloober Team have signed a new strategic cooperation agreement that will see the companies create games together. The new partnership between the Silent Hill publisher and the Medium developer will include jointly developing selected content and exchanging know-how, according to the statement released by the Bloober Team. According to people with knowledge of Bloober's plans, one of the projects it's working on is Silent Hill related. Uh, VGC later writes, however, VGC understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to a prominent developer in Japan. And there could be, even be more developers working on their other on their own projects. So there's at least two Silent Hill games uh, being sort of speculated and rumored. Potentially more. We we're not going to get into the. We're not going to spend too much time getting into abandoned. Right? We talked. Could could Kojima be one of them? Potentially. Uh, could it be some of the original Silent Hill? Uh, the original Silent Hill creator himself working on it. Um, first and foremost, what does this what does this do for you? Uh, have you played any Bloober Team games, Kevin? And are you excited about this partnership? Are you excited about the potential of Bloober Team having the Silent Hill IP? I'm keeping an open mind because I have not played any of their games. I know the medium is on Game Pass, so I actually just downloaded that today, uh, and I'm going to play that because it looks pretty good. I mean, you know me, I like I like horror games, even though. Um, they well, they scare the crap out of me because uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm a total baby when it comes to uh, horror games, but uh, it's like roller coasters. Like I'm afraid of heights, but I love roller. You're coasters. playing Visage oh. at 2 a.m. with headphones yes. on in the dark, bro. Yes. I don't know if you're a baby. <laughs> I hate horror games, but I love them so much. Yeah, um, I just have to make sure that I go to the bathroom before I play them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm keeping an open mind. I mean, I've never heard anything about Bloober, unfortunately, uh, so I, I can't really speak to it. But what about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, the outside of like knowing that they've worked on the Blair Witch uh, game and then Medium, I personally I haven't tried any too. of those games. But the, I mean, it looks like from at least looking at the trailers for it, the the atmosphere is there. Um, so it looks like you know at, at the very least they they kind of understand kind of horror, but. Yeah um yeah i am with kevin we'll approach it with like an open mind here uh i have it like in my eternal backlog to to try um so blair witch uh, downloading right now hopefully they don't uh, i mean you're downloading like the worst mind. games i think <laughs> yeah he's gonna finish everything but uh but you know a way layers out. of fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah, guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it sounds like none of us really have experience with Bloober's games. And I just, I I own Layers of Fear. I bought that on uh, PlayStation. I have uh, Blair Witch and uh, Medium on Game Pass. I've seen a lot of um, the Medium's footage on just like watching uh, other yeah, people play good. the Medium. I mean, it looks it looks interesting. Their, their announced trailer when it first got announced and just all their uh, various trailers looked interesting. Uh, but after seeing like some extensive gameplay, it, it felt a very, like the, the pacing of it, uh, felt a little bit slower than I, than I wanted. Mm. Um, I, I do want to keep an open mind about it, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't excite me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I hope, and I hope to change my mind. We've seen developers, Bloober, uh, 
apparently has had some very good games or some decent games, and they've had some misses. And with a good IP, they could uh, potentially deliver, but it could be a whole different type of project. It could be a smaller project where it could be a spin-off Silent Hill game where they give a more uh, mainline remake type of Silent Hill game to a seasoned developer, uh, potentially Kojima, potentially someone in PlayStation, potentially Bokeh, Bokeh Studio. Was that, is that what you said, Jeremy? No, I was like Blue Point. <laughs> Blue Point. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to see Blue Point. Do I want to see Metal Gear. I want to see. I'd rather see Metal Gear Solid from Blue from, Point. From Blue honestly, Point? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Twin Snakes? Was that Blue Point or was no, that someone else? That was. I think that was before Blue Point. Okay. Was, uh... <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately for them. Um, I, I think the news of them potentially working on a Silent Hill game is kind of overshadowed by the fact that they mentioned that a prominent Japanese developer yes. is going to be also working on it. So unfortunately yes. for them, like their game... Of course, that wasn't like, in the press release, right? But like yeah, the, the, the news reports are, are speculating. Yeah, the, the rumor, yeah. And if that, so the, if that is true, unfortunately then their game is kind of overshadowed because everyone wants to yeah. know who's the prominent this, person who's this prominent person if it's like if it's like mikami if it's if it's you know kojima like obviously like they are proven uh yeah in in terms of like the games that they make god so. what kojima did with pt right in that right you know 20 minute demo or whatever yeah uh yeah absolutely and uh what other other hints i think have led to Besides the, the 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 sort of the sources that are stating that that Bluebird is working on Silent Hill, I believe uh, there was a job posting that Bluebird had. I, I I might be mixing up my studios here. That said, we're looking for someone to work on a beloved a beloved franchise or something mm. like that. So it it, it no, the, I think the, you're right. Yeah, I think that was Bluebird. It was Bluebird, right? Yeah, and so. uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh God, please don't like the." You know, <laughs> Bluebird has its fans, but you know, there are going to be a lot of people like me that listen. I, I wanted to see it done right. Like, it's I'm going to be yeah. just as ex- it's just about as excited as I'd be if I hear that uh, Sumo Digital is doing a Jack and Daxter. Like, <laughs> right? Like, it's going to be great. Yeah. That's more Jack and Daxter. I mean, I think I don't know. I think Sumo, Sumo might be a little bit better, <laughs> but it's like more Jack and Daxter. It's like, dang, I wanted to like, I wanted a better studio to, to do that. Yeah. Right? Like it's going to be yeah. a good game, but like, I wanted to see a studio that's going to really push it, uh, do it. Yes. And I just don't think like Sumo's really done that uh, in any of the games. Certainly <laughs> none of the games that I've played. Sackboy's, Sackboy's a little fun. Um, Speaking of games that push it. Yes, I got to quit with these transitions because they're not working. But <laughs> uh, Silent Hill one, uh, that, that, that oh, actually that, segued. That one was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Remedy <laughs> has announced that it signed a co-publishing deal with 505, their uh, longtime publishing partner, for a control spin-off multiplayer game. So they announced this, I believe, uh, earlier this week. It's a co-publishing deal to produce a four-player PvE co-op game co- codename Condor. Watch, there's a lot of COs in here. Codename Condor in the world of control co-op. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of proud of myself. So they've announced that. Um, they, they, you know, were obviously very excited about that. But in addition to 
In addition to that, the uh, Remedy and 505 have outlined a high-level collaboration in terms to further expand the control franchise with a bigger budget control game to be agreed upon in uh, more detail in the future. Mm. It was kind of a little vague where it's like, hey, we're kind of talking about this. We want to do more control, and it's going to be bigger and better. Yes. Yes. Nothing signed yet, though, but they, they're they sort of in, in good faith sort of uh, having those discussions. Um, what's interesting to me is, as I was kind of like, you know, sort of doing the math and looking at all the things that the Remedy is working on, they apparently have four teams across five games, which was wow. huge news to me. I thought maybe they might have two, maybe three max teams because yeah. they I feel yeah. like they've always been the single game studio, right? It's you, you got your control, yeah. your quantum break, your Alan Wakes and so on. Yeah. But they're working uh, on their next big title there. And that could be part of their two game deal with Epic games where one of them is the big triple a game. Some have rumored it to be a, an Alan wake game as well as Which a smaller scale game with Epic. That would be so welcome. I love that. Yeah. Alan wake was great. Yeah. Now I got the Alan wake vibes nonstop from control. Um, oh yeah. Didn't, wasn't there something in control that confirmed that it's the same universe? Well, yeah, the Ultimate Edition DLC. Yeah, yeah, which I haven't played yet. Which I haven't. I haven't played it either. Dude, I'm eternally bummed out. Okay, because (laughs) Control is the same thing as as uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Like I couldn't put it down. It was such a crazy story, and it was so wacky that I I was like, I need to know more about this. There's a fridge that kills people. Like I need to know. (laughs) And so, so I just kept going and going and going, and. and, and then I beat the heck out of it and the DLC came out and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to wait for PS five. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to wait and then I'm going to buy it there. And then they had that whole debacle where they're like, sorry, data systems are different. Can't transfer your data. And then 900 other games came out where you could transfer your data. So I was like, well, okay. Are we going to finally call bull crap on that? Or you're going to stick to your guns. They stuck to their guns. So now I've got control ultimate edition on my PS five and my 60 hour playthrough. Cause I just explored every facet of it. I, I can't transfer it over. And I'm like, well, I don't want to start from scratch. I'm going to have to start from scratch eventually because I want to see it on PS5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of weird because I thought that they made that. I, I, you know, I thought, I just wonder how they do that. Like, what is it? Yeah. What is it locked behind of? Like, that save, like, transfer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I look at all the other games that have come out that have been like, yeah, it's so easy. You just upload it and then you download it. Why can't you do that? Yeah, because that was Why true can't... with like Integrate, right? And then yes, hope, hopefully Tsushima will have that too. Oh god. Yeah. I, it, apparently, according to Daniel, they do. Uh, but yeah, there's been quite a uh, quite a few games now. Uh, Star Wars as well. Star Wars came out and uh, same exact thing. You upload your save and then you download your save. It's as easy <laughs> as that. So I'm really wondering. Are you just BSing me, Remedy? Like, can you actually do this? Or were you just trying to squeeze money out of people for an upgraded edition? Probably the latter. <laughs> yeah, and it frustrates me because because they they swore up and down that that um you know th- that uh it was all about the data and how it's a different architecture or something like that. And so it was just it was impossible. We can't get your save data, unfortunately. So sorry, not going to happen. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. How do you feel about the multiplayer edition? I'm kind of curious how that how that's going to work, and hopefully it's hopefully it's not a slideshow. Um, because <laughs> what slideshow? 
All right. So if you weren't if you weren't playing Control on a beefy like PC system and you oh were oh yes on like a yes like, like a base console that mm-hmm. thing ran at like what ten frames per it second was, when yes. things got crazy and things got crazy like a lot a so lot yeah <laughs> I'm hoping that they're able to manage that but oh my god yes. like just kind of thinking like the chaos that can happen when you're when you're like in, in playing that in a co-op experience just i mean yeah. like when you, it was chaotic enough when you were playing the base game and you were like <laughs> using all your like force powers or whatever you call them and yes all the, things are the, exploding it's at 10 frames per second yeah. <laughs> everything's like on there like just imagine i i am imagining that this co-op experience is like a uh is like a michael bay <laughs> movie you know it's just yes like explosions everywhere (laughs) can you imagine though i mean because they said they're working on i mean it potentially could be a sequel i don't know uh but how great would it be to take the control universe outside of that building though and have more of an open like yeah that was the thing i loved about okay so i kind of dabbled in the dlc i Mm -hmm. i played it a little bit on the ps4 because again i didn't want to start my game all over again but going in and going into those bigger, wider, open areas yeah. was it was great being able to actually breathe. Daniel, we're talking about uh, if if one of those AAA games would be like Control Two, for instance, uh, and how cool it would be to take your crazy, overpowered character outside of that building into less cramped corridors and you know more of an open world. Obviously, not open world, but open spaces. Um, and how cool so- that would be. What was the premise of the whole lore is that everything happens in that building? Because I thought too that these anomalies happened like everywhere, and 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 kind of like that building was kind of like the portal to all of that. So you could have teams, uh, kind of like branch out um, outside of the office. But I'm be honest, I haven't played it in in a really <laughs> in, in quite a few months. But I remember the premise being there was something magical about the building that yeah, like you don't notice it. There's something about it that makes you just look right past it. Weird stuff happens in it. Weird things are contained in it. Uh, the anomalies happen out in the world and they bring the source of those anomalies like back yeah. to that building. Back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, if but they, that building is like infinite and forever and has always forever been there. Changing. And, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like oh well, Goodness. it seemed like, um, and the by the way, guys, ghost. I had to, I had to reboot. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for keeping the, the discussion going. I had to reboot my, I've been having a lot of hard drive issues, which I'm so freaking oh, thankful no. that I finally ran a time machine yesterday because I almost lost it all y'all. I almost oh, lost it all. So I ran a time machine back to everything up, but I think this hard drive is crapping on this, on, on this Mac. Here. But, uh, uh, one thing that is for sure is that they were definitely experiencing some technical limitations with last generation's uh, consoles and uh, the ultimate edition gave, gave it the performance boost that it needed. And I'm I'm not sure if that's where you guys were leading with the conversation, but yes, the new hardware uh, is absolutely going to give them more room to, to definitely expand the environments because I think a complaint that one of the complaints is that a lot of the environments felt a little samey. Uh, yes, within that building, especially yeah, early, building. <laughs> especially early on, it's like yo, I just clocked out of my nine to five. What the hell am I doing yeah. back in this office building? <laughs> it's awful. Um, so I, I'm hoping. I loved Control, uh, 
Yes. And uh, I would love a bigger, just like just like uh, House Mark said, they want a bigger re- uh, returnal or like that. Yeah. It, it, it'd be a stepping stone. Give me more of that, but bigger and better, yeah. or just or just better. It doesn't need to be bigger. Um, I am all for that. I am all for an Alan Wake game. I'm really impressed by. Yes. I'm really curious about these four teams that they have across these five games. Yeah, Project Vanguard was another one. Project uh, Condor is is this one, and then they got the Crossfire X single player campaign on Xbox and PC coming out. So they're busy, and uh, yeah. they're just they're they are a really good developer with an incredible track yeah. record. Um, I'm curious to see how they how they roll all these games out, you know, obviously <laughs> the control two is not going to ha- happen anytime soon. Right. Like that's yeah. a, that's a game that's going to be probably several years out. Uh, if anything, it might be the Al- Alan wake might be their next big game. If that, that rumor is true. Uh, and then control probably following that. This, this kind of is like it? resurgence of, of survival horror and suspense yes, thriller like games and then co-op. <sighs> Jeremy, got- Jeremy don't like, <laughs> I like co-op. What are you talking about? No, no, no. About? no. <laughs> you don't like oh, the, suspe- the survival, the, the, the survival yeah. horror. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, I bought the forest on uh, Steam on the Steam Ooh, sale, and I heard that game is that? just absolutely terrifying. Look it up. It's a uh, sort of a survival it's based on that Japanese place, right? It's oh, it's. No? I think the premise is that you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. The premise is that you uh, have an airplane crash. You crash into a forest, and you're essentially. Uh, surviving with uh, the tools that you have, you have like an uh, an axe where you're like oh, chopping trees yes. down and building gotcha. a camp and so on, um, and everything's all fine and dandy. Your survival, you're you're building your you're building your base and so on, and, uh, and then zombies, and then there's zombies, and there's a cave <laughs> of zombies and all that. So that's a game that's getting Wait, played during the day. I was totally kidding. Oh, are zombies, zombies, or like oh, monsters, zombies, man, monsters, oh, zombies. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it, they talk about a cave where they're they're in. It. I'm like, oh god, the days gone cave, PTSD. Oh, the days gone cave, they're the My worst. Goodness. Oh gosh. We were talking I'm about all... we were talking about games like uh, Remedy has, you know, coming out, uh, and games that are not going to come out for years to come. Speaking yeah. of games that aren't going to come out for years to come, <laughs> our final story is Elder Scrolls Six. It's not coming anytime soon. Elder Scrolls what? <laughs> Sace. According to Todd Howard, Ooh. it's still it's still in the de- design phase, right? This is a game, y'all, that they have announced. They announced three years ago, over three yeah, years ago at their E3 that. show. It was just a title card. And we knew back then it was way, it was a premature announcement, but you thought there may be, you know, when they're by by them doing that, there may Some be progress. mid midway through the design phase process that's a long ass design phase process so <laughs> obviously it's it's a it's been, it's probably their their back burner game as uh, much of that team is focused on starfield of course right and that's coming yeah. out next but uh Gosh, yeah here's what todd howard says in his interview with the telegraph quote it's good to think of elder scrolls 6 as still being in the design phase but we're checking the tech is this going to handle the things we wanted to do in that game every game will Every game will have some new suites of technology. So Elder Scrolls six will have some additions to creative creation engine two that the game is going to require end quote. So creation engine two, as you all, as we all saw it at E3 was what they showcase Starfield using. It's this, this, this new engine that they have. And while it's in its design phase, there looks like they're still testing maybe out some of its mechanics, some of, some of its systems, within the engine itself, but it's very much in that 
let's well, let's figure out what this game is yeah. prototyping phase um does that surprise you jeremy did you expect did you expect uh it to be further along no i i mean we know that their team is working on uh starfield so it's just like unless they had like a secret 600 member team (laughs) (laughs) out there working on elder scrolls then yeah i could see it maybe like being on the horizon but i I think we always understood that you know whenever you have a a just just a just a name (laughs) logo reveal like that um that it just means we're thinking about it yeah. And, yeah. It's, it, it's well, it could, I mean, it could be mean multiple things, right? We got a logo reveal as well for Starfield and that was much further along. And we got a logo yeah. reveal for the God of War game, which is much further sure. along. Right. Um, so uh, I, I personally don't like it when <laughs> you are trying to fill a show. And I felt like a lot of Bethesda's previous shows, they had good shows, but I felt like they were, there was a lot of overpromising done where it's like, yes. here's Starfield. By the way, beyond Starfield, we're working on Elder Scrolls uh, Six as well. It's like you're just announcing your thoughts. Yeah, These are yeah. just thoughts that you just outsourced <laughs> a uh, a studio to build this like little sort of landscape sequence and title card for you. And Here's a design document. Yeah. Once. <laughs> yeah. It and uh, to me, it's it's. Listen, you can announce something and for it to not come out for four years. Uh, I've tolerated Final Fantasy versus. <laughs> Right, 13, 13. And, uh, turning into Final Fantasy 15. What, eight? The, the no, last Guardian announced that. I feel like I they was in high school when that happened. <laughs> yeah, I was in high school. You know, and we then I had kids we, by the time it came we, out. We've tolerated it to, to an extent, The Last Guardian and so on, but it's like, yeah, three or four years. By the time Starfield comes out, it's going to be five years since they initially announced it, right? And in, in sharp contrast to how they announced Fallout. Uh, four, I think it was where they announced it had this big showcase during E3, impressed a lot of people. And hey, by the way, it's coming out in a few months in fall, right? Like, so I'm I'm personally disappointed. I'm, I guess not surprised, but um, one thing that I am thankful for with Microsoft acquiring them is that Bethesda doesn't have to fill a whole show on their own now on That's E3. True. Yes, right. Uh, they have their their they get to sort of focus on hopefully a few projects at a time, uh, or the fro- projects that they are focusing on and not over promising games way early in development. Um, Kevin, yeah. what, are you, what what are your thoughts on all this? I mean, you know, the, the last uh, I don't know if it was reactions. The last episode we did when I was part of it, uh, I I was hopeful. I was actually hopeful that we were going to get some sort of a content, you know, peak. Maybe looking at characters or looking at environments, uh, but no, nope, apparently that's not a thing at all. So, um, oh yeah, that was I a was prediction. A, yeah, I was a little too hopeful. Um, so yeah, hearing hearing that it's still in the design phase, that's cool. I mean, design phase is a very broad term. I mean, like you said, they're checking the tech. Like, are they mapping out the story? Are they mapping out characters, environments? What you know, plot points? They're probably. Hopefully, I mean, this is probably farther along in my head, but, but you know, designing like uh, quest trees and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's so much that goes into these games um, that, you know, I mean, you got to be a little graceful with a game the size of like Skyrim or Fallout. Um, and Elder Scrolls 6 is probably going to be massive, whatever it is. So oh, yeah. it probably will be several years out. I think that's all one thing that we can all uh, maybe agree on is take your time. 
Yes. Uh, don't feel like you have to show anything in the next uh, yes. year or two if it's not ready. Take your time and uh, make a good game. I think hopefully they do have more uh, security. Not that yeah. they were at some small, you know, fledging st studio or anything like that, but they have more stability under Microsoft where they can just focus on building great games. And yes, uh, they have a strong legacy, but it's all about what have you done for me lately? And the last couple of releases have been a little rough. So yes. they need to uh, Starfield and Starfield and uh, Elder Scrolls Six need to be need to release in decent enough shape for them to build that reputation back up <laughs> same way yeah. that uh whatever cd project red does next needs to be in significantly better shape than cyberpunk yeah. i mean that's 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 an understatement right there <laughs> what cyberpunk needs to do yes. and we don't need that we don't need to dive into to all that um regardless excited for it um guys any other thoughts on that no i don't think so it's going to okay. be hot, whatever it is. Well, that was our uh, last story for the episode. You guys got a game to play in uh, a way out. You guys got to <laughs> coordinate that. Go look at it. Go look at how long to beat. I think it's only a seven-hour uh, game max. So across uh, a few sessions, you guys can complete that. You got 60 days, and uh, I want to hear all about it by the time you guys are done, maybe in a, maybe in a few episodes. Um, Jeremy, around six hours. Jeremy, Kevin, any uh, closing thoughts? Man, I can't wait for that Soul Reaver demo. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? They got to know. They got to know. If it happens, if there is any confirmation in any way, shape, or form that Soul Reaver is actually coming out, I'm going to have, like when they announced uh, Demon Souls, I, I had to stand up out of my chair and knock my chair over. I almost knocked my computer over. I was like, this is it! <laughs> if they do an announcement of any kind with Soul Reaver, I'm going to freak out. Like, it could be one in the morning. I'll wake my whole family up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I know you weren't saying this. I, I think this is uh, Square Enix has more than enough capabilities within the developers to sort of handle a project like that on their own. I don't think yeah. it'd be a, I don't think it'd be a blue point game or anything like that. No. Yeah. Um, Kevin, where can people find you? Well, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Let me get my home address in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your Twitter will do, buddy. Um, Twitter, Twitter is NXS Kevin. Awesome. Uh, Jeremy, any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts? Uh, not so much. Just, you know, it, we, we thought it was going to be kind of like a quiet week. And then all of a sudden you just boom, you just never doubt the gaming gods. They just, they just come out swinging. <laughs> I wrote this, I wrote the agenda last night and I had to wipe almost half the things, half the stories we couldn't even cover uh, because there's so, so many big news uh, pieces to cover. Uh, yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, if you like the show, y'all, we'd appreciate a like, we'd appreciate a, uh, subscribe is that what the, is that what the kids are yeah. calling it these days ringing Turn the, the bell and on. so on uh i don't know so <laughs> uh we appreciate that what? you can find us on at nxs cast on twitter you could find me at dash revolver on twitter and i hope you all enjoyed the show for kevin for jeremy i'm dash see y'all next time <laughs>